Welcome to Hills Podcast. Hope you enjoy this week's sermon. Don't forget to subscribe to keep up to date each week. We spent the last three or four days at the hospital with our my uncle, who was transferred here from um, Palmerston North. Um, he had a, a heart attack. And um, I just said to him again when I was sitting at, in his hospital bed, I said, Uncle, you know, God wants you to be whole and healed. And he took that as a grain of salt. My uncle doesn't go to church and he doesn't believe in all that stuff. But yesterday he said something quite profound to me. Um, he got released from hospital um, yesterday and he was able to go home and um, after getting a stent put in. And he, comes, he came and popped in yesterday and he says to me, oh, you know what, niece? I said, what, uncle? He said, we've only got one temple and I have to look after it. I was like, amen, uncle. He had no clue what he was saying. But I'm just saying amen, okay? So don't, don't forsake those little seeds that you sow into your family's lives because they're listening, all right? They may, like, brush it off, but he was listening to me. So this morning I want to talk about our new year, uh, moving into 2020, and how our new year deserves the best of us. Does that make sense? How 2020 deserves us to be at our best. Amen? So Philippians 3, verses 13 and 14. We're going to read this together. Ready? Go. Brothers and sisters, do forgetting what is behind and striving towards what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward. Well, it's almost 2020 and many of us have made some great promises. Have you written down your New Year's resolutions? Fessa's like, yep. Anybody written down New Year's resolutions? Great. Okay. So many people around the world, they promise themselves great things and about what they're going to do. And again, they normally abandon them at the end of January, beginning of February. That's what statistics say to us. Um, many are starting to write down resolutions. But this morning, I want to share with you some of my personal resolutions or some of the commitments which I have made made to myself and also I want to encourage us and challenge us about moving into 2020. So here's my three, okay, three. I'm only giving you three because I said to my husband, we're going to have a great service and we're going to have a great fast service and then we're going. Amen. So here's my first one. Are we ready? Are we ready? I've committed to forgetting my failures. I've committed to forgetting my failures. One of the most difficult problems that you and I have faced is that no matter how deeply we love God, we have failed. We sin. No matter how much we strive to serve God, no matter how much we strive to be more like God and be in His image, I don't know anyone that has not failed or dropped something in 2019. We've all done things and, and we've acted in ways that we thought that, you know what, we, we should know better. Some of us had said things that we should have known not to say, but we still said it. Problems that we went through, we thought that we dealt with stuff, but over 2019, they have surfaced again in our lives. 
I don't know, this is me. I'm telling you my story. And these, this is an important reminder for you and I this morning that you and I are a process, all right? We are being formed through a process. He's taking us through processes. He's taking us and progressing us to be more like Him. So I have made my mind up that when I move into 2020, I am going to forget about my failures. I'm going to learn from them, but I'm not going to let them hold me back. We are all part, we are all part way through this process. We are, have a present condition, we have a past condition. I'm so much better than what I was. But I have a current condition that God still needs to work on me. But I have a future state which I'm striving for. I want to be more like Jesus. So as you and I go into 2020, I want to encourage us like Paul encourages us. He says, forgetting what is behind and striving forward to what lies ahead. What lies ahead for you? What have you planned for your future? We need to have an idea. We need to have some dreams. We need to have an aspiration. We need to know what we want and what God wants for us. So what are you striving towards? Because if we don't know what we're striving towards, we're going to hit the mark. We're, not, we're going to miss the mark. So what are you striving towards? Um, some of us are striving towards a better career change. Maybe others are striving towards more children. Maybe others building houses. Maybe others buying their first house. Maybe others just getting through the day because life is really tough. But Paul gives us this scripture and he tells us we need to forget about our past. That advice from God's word has stood the test of time. It stood the test of time. I don't know what, what is more relevant this morning than to read that particular scripture. That as we move into 2020, next Wednesday, everyone around the world or everyone in this country will be celebrating 2020. It was something that, you know, we've always thavened. You couldn't understand 2020. When I was really young, I couldn't think about 2020. I couldn't even think about the you know, 2001, that was a big deal for me. I was in the 18, you know, 1881 and, and even the, and you older folk, you know, in the 50s. Like, you, how could you fathom that you would make it to 2020? But we have. So as we go through this, we need to understand that we are partway through the process. We're not, we've not made it yet. We are partway through, we've got a pass, and that pass we have to learn from, but we have to forget. If we want to get to where we're going, we've got to let some stuff go. We've got to forget about some stuff. I'm not saying that if you failed like me and made some mistakes in 2019, that you just go, oh yeah, I made a mistake. No, we've got to learn from the mistake, but we have to press forward, and we have to go forward. So this is my, um, this is my commitment for 2020, is that I'm going to forget my failures. I'm going to forget about it, I'm going to learn from it, and I'm going to move on. All of us have failed don't you agree? Or if you haven't failed, God bless you. But all of us have failed in some way in our lives over this last year. Probably you won't see our failures. You won't see it recorded. You won't see it on the television. But the failures that you and I carry are always imprinted in our hearts and our minds. Some of the things that we've messed up on in 2019 have engraved itself into our hearts and into our minds. 
But the word of God encourages us that we have to pull down every thought. We have to examine everything. We have to even open up our heart for the Lord, for the Lord to show us things that we are hidden. And I'm going to tell you something, family, that many of us hide a lot of stuff in front of people. But with God, you can't hide. He wants to expose us openly before him so that he can reward us openly before him. For many of us, our failures have been painful memories. Maybe you've had memories that you've failed in a relationship. Maybe you have memories that you have made wrong decisions. Maybe you have done great sin. Maybe you've ended relationships. Some of us, parents, probably you've failed your children in some way. Maybe children, maybe you feel like you've failed your parents in some way. But what God's word saying to us this morning is that he does not want us to be bogged down from our past mistakes and failures. He said, we've got to forget about those things and we've got to press forward. Amen. So what are your dreams? I have many dreams for this house. One of my dreams or aspirations for 2020 is that we'll be able to move downstairs. Yes. One of my aspirations for 2020 is that we'll start tapping into revival. <laughs> One of my dreams and aspirations and my prayer before the Lord is that people will come to know Christ because he's in the business of presenting the gospel to the lost so they will come to know him. Amen. So that's my 2020 dreams. That's my Personally, I've got some dreams that I want. I want my husband to do a few things. <laughs> It's a dream, it's a dream, but you're allowed to dream, amen? So we need to move into 2020 and we need to know that we've got to forget about some stuff. God is saying in his words that even though we go through life, we are to keep going forward because we're going to keep on falling short. I say it every year, 2020 is going to be the best year. I said 2019 is going to be the best year. I think 2019 it was been my worst year, but it's been the best year that I've learned. But 2020, it's going to be my best year. It's a year of return. I really believe that 2020, there's going to be a great return for the body of Christ and the harvest is going to impact churches around the globe. I believe that. I'm, I just believe that. I'm going to stop um, tormenting myself when I walk into 2020. I'm going to stop saying to myself that I failed. I'm, this is my commitment to myself. I'm going to say to myself that God died on the cross or Jesus died on the cross and that he forgave me. So if he has forgiven me, I've got to forgive myself. And there are some people in this house that you just need to forgive yourself. Because yeah, you've made a mistake. Yeah, you've fallen short. Yeah, relationships have not worked out. Yeah, things have gone wrong. But I want to tell you that your best years are before you. It can't get any worse. If you've had a bad 2019, and I know there's many under the sound of my voice, that you have, over 2019, have lost some very, very important people in your life. And it's been your worst year ever. God, it can't get any worse than that. When we come to be a child of God, we have to understand that forgiveness is instant. He first forgave us. Think about it. Even before we messed up, even before we mucked up, he already forgave us. 
Amen. So 2020, for me, I'm going to forget about all my failures and I'm going to walk in. And there are many under the sound of my voice that you just need God, you need, need Christ's forgiveness and you need to forgive yourself for some stuff that you've done in 2019. Do you want that? It's a gift for you. Go for it. It's for you. But you need to start activating that before you walk into 2020. 2020 is not just a change of a calendar. It's a change of life. You can't be the same that you were 2019. We can't just change the calendar. Amen. We've got to change. We've got to move in, walk into 2020 changed. Amen. Second thing I'm committed to is I'm going to give up all the grudges. Not that any of you have grudges, but I'm saying this is me. Colossians 3.13. Let's read this together. Are we ready? Let's go. Bear with each other. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. I want you to listen to these words because in them you'll hear my second resolution for 2020. God is in these words. He is challenging us directly and personally to give up some grudges. We've got to give up and forgive some people. We've got to like let it go. And I'm not saying let what they've done to you go and just like going, oh yeah, this is the Christian thing. No, you're not a doormat. You are just to let the grudge go. Amen. That is what it means when he says, forgive, um, forgive each other whatever grievances that you may have against each other. So what's a grudge? A grudge is a deep ongoing resentment. And a grudge is cultivated in your attitudes. And when it's cultivated in your attitudes, it's shown in your actions. That's what a grudge does. Oh, I know that. You may think, Pastor, does the whole grudge. You're kidding yourself. Pastors hold grudges too. Amen. Harboring a grudge is about nursing a dislike for someone. You know, like you, someone walks into your space and you smile, but they really tick you off just by walking into your space. Some of you know what I'm talking about. Some of you are so holy, you have no clue what I'm talking about. But I'm just saying there are some grudges that we need to let go because God does not want us to take it into 2020. What you need to know is that grudges are dangerous and they're very, very destructive. They destroy marriages. Grudges break up families. Grudges ruin relationships. Grudges split churches. Today, if you know you're holding a grudge against someone, God's just saying to us, look, we've got to let it go. We've got to give it up. We've got to lay it down. There's someone that maybe has ticked you off and you said to yourself, yeah, I forgive them, but they still, there's a sting when they walk in front of you. Because we're good at Christianizing things because God says we must forgive. But when they walk into your presence, you have this automatically, it stings because you don't want to help them. You don't want to cuddle them. You don't want to give them a holy kiss. You don't want to smile to them. You just say, hi sis, and then you walk away. Okay, that's not no use. I'm just saying this is me, okay? Um, can you remember the parable of Jesus um, and the servant? And he said to the servant, he, the servant, the king forgave the servant for his debt. Can you remember that parable? And then the servant didn't forgive for a tiny debt. And what happened to the servant? The servant was thrown into prison. Some of us are in prison and we've imprisoned ourselves because we have not forgiven. 
We imprison ourselves. That parable about forgiveness is about us imprisoning ourselves. That servant was forgiven a debt from the king and then someone else owed that servant something. He didn't forgive the debt, so he was thrown into prison. The king was like, just chuck that guy into prison. So he went into prison and that's how it is when we harbour grudges or unforgiveness. Amen? We end up by putting our sentencing ourselves to life in prison. We, we ourselves are not set free when we're in prison. So can I encourage us to forgive each other of whatever grievances that you may have against one another? I'm talking about your neighbour. I'm talking about... Uh, I, I was I share a story uh, a few weeks ago. I, I, we've opened up a new facility in Fielding. And when I was in Fielding, I was taking furniture into the house and there are three neighbours that does not want us to be in that property. Three neighbours. These neighbours are further down the road. The neighbour to the left of me, the neighbour to the right, and the neighbours in front of me, they are okay with us being there. But these three neighbours right down the end, they do not want us to be there. So I thought to myself, I'm going to get yous. I'm going to show yous. Yous don't do that, eh? But I did that. So I went out. And they were down the road and they were all looking at the house and I thought to myself, okay, Lord, give me strength to go and talk to them. So I walked up and I was in the middle of about 10 males like around me and I just stood in the middle and they were like, you're going to devalue our house because you're going to bring drug addicts and gang members into our neighbourhood. And I just stood there and I wanted to attack And then I felt this, they don't know what they don't know. And I said to the gentleman, I said, I'm so sorry you feel that way. I'm so sorry that you feel a mum and her child that hasn't got anywhere to live, doesn't deserve a home. I'm so sorry you feel that us bringing mums with their children into this property is going to devalue your house. I'm so sorry that you feel that they're going to vandalise your house and break into your house because they've got nothing better to do than to vandalise your house and break into your house. I'm so sorry you feel that way. I'm so sorry that you feel like the mum that is pregnant is going to make this neighbourhood not look good. It was hard for me to walk away from that conversation without holding a grudge because I thought to myself they're gonna they said you're not gonna get consent you're not gonna get resource consent you're not allowed to move into our community you're not allowed to move into this neighborhood and I just said well you know you do what you need to do and I walked away and I'm like I'm getting consent I'm gonna move (laughs) into this house I walked back into the house to my husband and I had to calm my farm because I know I was something was stirring and it was not good. Can I just tell you that God has a way and we have consent. We were okay to move in. So I'm just saying to, the, you know, I feel like going back and going, nee, 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 we got consent. <laughs> but we cannot hold any grudges. Amen? <sighs> yeah, yeah. So God's wanting us to forgive, okay? We've got to forgive. We've got to let some stuff go in our lives. We can't move into 2020 holding grudges against people. And I know how difficult it is, especially when you think you're right. And when you're having a dispute with someone, everybody thinks they're right. See, the man that was yelling at me in that street and telling me that I'm wrong, he believed he was right. 
and he's me apologizing, I'm believing, you're wrong, I'm right. We're going to move into 2020 without holding any grudges. Amen? So I'm certain that there are people here that you're still holding grudges from maybe 2016, maybe even further. Just try and make a commitment to yourself to let that stuff go. It's not worth it. It's like you're imprisoning yourself and sentencing yourself to prison for life. So what better way to make a decision today than to forgive and start the new year on a clean slate? All right, what's a better way to do it than just to forgive? Now, God didn't tell us that we can't say to God, oh, well, look, God, you don't know what they did to me. Um, as a survivor of abuse all my life, that was my attitude when I was young in the Lord. I'd say to my, I would say to the Lord, man, you don't know what they did. I'm not forgiving those guys. He's not telling us that we need to just forgive and forget. He's telling us to forgive the grievances. He's not telling us that we are to forget what they've done to us. He's telling us to forgive the grievances because the forgetting takes time. Does that make sense? Okay. The question you and I need to ask ourselves moving into 2020 is will we give up these grudges? Will we, um, you know, give up all the grudges in our lives? Will we forget about all the failures that we've done in 2019 and move forward? My third thing and last thing, because I said to myself, I'll finish at 11. Third thing is that I'm committed to turning my back on my transgressions, my transgressions. You know, a book is, um, wrote, uh, a book about American Civil War was, um, was released. And when you read this book, it talks about how the, the war had finished and that the slaves were released to go back to their homes. The problem is the slaves never. Some of them stayed back with their masters and they, remain, they kept doing what they were meant to be doing. You know, they kept get being slaves. And that's how it looks like sometimes for many of us when we are free, but we still choose to live as slaves. Because God said we're free, but we still choose to live as slaves. And what does that mean? In the New Testament, it says that many of the child, children of God, we live like we are slaves, which means there are some hidden sins that I know that I shouldn't be doing, but I continue to do, but nobody knows because it's hidden. You have that type of sin? You just don't have that type of sin. Okay. Christ died to set us free. The Holy Spirit was given to us to give us the power to live free. But we are former slaves and sometimes we go back to the old master, the sin. Sometimes we go back. In Romans 6 it says, do not let sin control the way you live. Do not let give in to sinful desires. Are there desires that you are carrying this morning that you need to let go as you move into 2020? Are there sinful things that you need to let go? And can I say to you, my sin is different from your sin. Sin is sin. A lie's a lie. There's no level of sin. A murderer, uh, someone who lies, someone who commits adultery, this, that, that. We can't put it like sin one, sin two. Sin is sin, full stop. 
are there some stuff in our lives that we need to actually turn away from? and say to the Lord, Lord, I know that you're telling me to let that stuff go. It is so hard. Can you give me the strength to move into 2020, letting all that stuff go? And do you know the best start, starting place to let that stuff go is confession. When you bring what is in darkness into the light, man, you become free. Are there some sins in our lives that we are taking into 2020? We know we shouldn't be doing it, but we do it. 2020 is going to be a very significant year, but we need to turn our back on some of the sins that are hidden in our lives. And you may think, well, I don't have, you know, I, I don't commit adultery. I don't do that. I don't do that. But what is your motive like? What is your attitudes like? What is, what is, your, what is your giving to others like? Are there some stuff that you know that you need to stop doing to, li to live free in 2020? I don't know. It's between you and the Lord. Amen. Are you okay? For most of us, when we get saved, we give up certain sins. You know, when we get saved, the church teaches us to give up sins that are noticeable. <laughs> the church says, don't smoke, don't drink, don't go nightclubbing, don't do this. So they want you to look the part, but who cares what you do behind closed doors? God is not interested on the outside appearance of man. He wants to know what's happening in the inside of man. But we put it into our heads that if we stop smoking, we look more Christian. If we don't hang out with our mates that have a few beers, we look more Christian. Oh my goodness. You know, sin that uh, when, we, when we do certain things and we know it's sin and we know God wants to deal with it in our lives, over time it becomes guilt. And then you start carrying guilt. So you're sinning, you're doing, this, you're doing something that is not right and you know it's not right, but you can't, like Paul said, I just can't keep stopping what I'm meant to stop doing, but he keeps doing what he's meant to not do and we do what we're not meant to do and then we carry guilt around. Maybe that's how some of us lived over the last year and consistently being defeated by the old sin nature in our lives. I have to ask us this morning that there are some things in our lives that are crippling us. That's why we are never moved when we see someone having a cigarette. We just stand there and have a talk, tell them to blow their ear that way so I can talk on this side. That's why I'm not moved when I see someone having a beer and people are like, oh my gosh, Jesus' name. I'm like, what are you doing? I'm not moved by that stuff because that stuff doesn't move me. I want them to be changed in here. Are you okay? All right. Okay. So just in case I'm in a different church this morning, I, I just feel that and we're crippling ourselves if we kind of continue to carry the transgressions or the sins that we hide. Don't hide smoking and drinking or going clubbing or doing, you know, doing that like outward stuff. It's the hidden sin that we're hiding that God really wants us to deal with moving into 2020. What about quick temper? 
you know, we're really good with people, you know, women, you do this all the time. I share this with women. Men, you understand this. Women will snap at their husband and then they'll blame that time of the month. (laughs) And then this is what happens. Someone comes over and they're really nice. And they just got a split personality. They're attacking the husband and they go, oh, it's that time of the month. Don't touch me. Don't go by me. But then someone walks into their house and they're all good and they're serving and they're happy. And the husband's really confused. He's like, I thought it was that time of the month. You just attack me. But with someone else, you're just really cool. Man, I'm, I, I, I'm long past that. <laughs> that's That's... So does some of us have quick temper that consistently gives that we consistently give into? Quick temper. You don't do it in public, behind closed doors. And your husband or your wife or your partner or whatever, they don't tell everybody that you've got a quick temper. They just learn to live with it. You learn to live with it. But is that something that is holding you back? Is that something you need to deal with in the new year for the 2020? Have you learned to live with a critical attitude? Everybody's wrong but you. Is there any sexual sin that you keep on giving into? Men, you want me to go down lower? No, no, just sexual sin. Have you been going too far with your boyfriend or your girlfriend? Mm -hmm. See, that's all hidden. No one knows that you're going far with your boyfriend or girlfriend, but you're going far with them and you know that you shouldn't, but you know God will forgive you. If you want a 2020 to be your best, there's some stuff that you need to deal with, like me. God in his word is challenging us to turn back from the sins, whatever it looks like for you, and whatever it looks like for me. And we've got to stop letting that sin control the way we live. Because you, that sin keeps coming and 2020 is going to come around. You're going to keep carrying that sin. And then you're going to carry guilt and then you're going to feel bad. Then you feel you're unworthy. Then you feel you can't worship God. Then you feel like God's not going to accept you. And then you go through this cycle of self-destruction. Are you okay? He wants us to stop obeying the old, old man. And that's why I say to people, you have no right to bring up the old man in someone else's life. Because the old man was buried with Christ. The old man was dealt with. The old man is gone. You have no right to bring up someone's past. You have no right to say anything bad about someone's past because they're a new creation in Christ Jesus. So when we have discussions with people all the time, we never bring up the old man in their life. We only deal with the new nature. When we speak to someone, we tell them about the new man in them. We remind them who they are, not who they were. Amen? And in families, this can be hard because if you have a a partner or a husband or if you have a brother or sister, you don't want to forgive them. You don't want to give up grudges. You're just mad with them full stop because everything that they've done. And all you do, remember, is the past, but you can't see them in the new man's state. And that's hard. Are you okay? All right. So we need to stop obeying the old person or the old masters. So Jesus, he broke the power of sin. Do we believe that? Holy Spirit gives us the power to resist sin. Do we believe that? So if you're continuing to do the same sin in secret, you need to ask Holy Spirit to come and deal with that. Because the Holy Spirit has been given you the power to resist sin. Because sin has already been broken. Because Jesus dealt with it. He then gave us the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit's been given to us to give us power. And that power can overcome sin. Amen. 
And what it means is that we don't have to go into the new year defeated by the old things. I'm going into 2020 with no regrets, baby. Um, you and I can have victory over anything in our lives. Um, we have the power to have victory over anything in our lives. What are you carrying that you need to have victory in? The answer is not in somebody else. You are the answer to your own victory. We all want a miracle. Some of us are crying out for a miracle, but you are the miracle. You, you are it. God says that you no longer slay to sin. So we can't act like that. We can't act like a slave. We can't um, live like a slave. We are free. And whom the Son sets free is free indeed. So if you ask God for forgiveness for your sin, He's going to forgive. So you and I can't miss the opportunity this morning that this year moving forward can't be just a calendar-turning event year. It must be a life-changing year. So moving into 2020, Will you commit, like me, to forgetting your failures? Just moving into 2020. Just like examine 2019, examine what you've done, look at all your failures, look at what you really messed up, learn from that. But are you willing to drop that, give that up and walk forward? Because if you want to go forward, you've got to let some of this stuff go. Will you join me moving into 2020 to commit yourself to giving up those grudges? Like seriously, don't put yourself in prison for life. It took me years to forgive people in my life, years, and I'm still on the process of forgiving some people, all right? I'm still on that process, right? I'm still on the potter's wheel being molded, okay? Will you move and um, join me to commit yourselves to turning away from all that sin that you know is hidden? I'm not talking about, I'm talking about that hidden stuff. If we're going to go forward in 2020, there's some stuff that we need to do. We've got to do it now before you cross over. Okay? Are you okay? Are you feeling all right? Good. Okay. Do you want to stand up?